Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting. And today we have two amazing other coaches joining us to talk about uh, adaptability, our Clifton strengths for uh, this week. I have the privilege of introducing Marisol von Oppen. I hope I'm saying that correctly, Marisol. Yes, um, there you go. <laughs> uh, she is a fellow Grow and Gallup certified strengths coach with a background in mediation and conflict management. She, along with her wife, Anya, and dog, Sammy, own and run their company, uh, Compass, I hope I'm saying with yep. the German, uh, from their home in uh, Bielefeld, Germany? Bielefeld. 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 Excuse me. It's okay. She, she and Anya uh, help leaders and teams focus on the people factor of their businesses using a fun and inspirational approach. They coach their clients to master leadership and teamwork principles. Marisol's background in the shipping industry, which I didn't even know about until mm. um, our pre-show yesterday, as well as uh, knowledge in the food-focused television, even working for the Food Network at one point, helps her bring some very unique perspectives to her work. So thank you and welcome, Marisol. Thanks for having me, Chad welcome. and Jen. Thank you. Welcome, Marisol. So good to have you. And it's my honor to introduce to you to our second guest, Josh Winter. Uh, so Josh is also a fellow Eda Grow and Gallup certified coach. He's um, really unique in this in this one because I don't think we've ever had a guest on like him before. He is a 32-year student of the fire service um, in, from Los Angeles City. He was a fire explorer. Uh, he was a combat medic and an army fighter firefighter for the US Army. He also multi, um, sorry, volunteered with multinational agencies as a firefighter in Camp Humphreys in South, South Korea. And he held a paid position with NATO um, in the fire department in the Netherlands. So I, I feel like he's just been all over the place. Uh, currently, he's in Colorado Springs, Colorado with the fire department there. Uh, he works in the training department is responsible for officer development. So as a strengths coach and now with Eda Grow, I, I'm like, he just, and his adaptability, I feel like this is just such a, a we're, you know, we have such a treat to have him here and you both have such diverse by, backgrounds. I'm super excited to, to share you with our audience. So welcome, Josh. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Jen, Chad, uh, Marisol. Happy to be here with all of you. Thank you very much for that introduction. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, looking forward to this. Great. So as Chad alluded to, we invited our guests today to talk about the Clifton Strengths talent theme of adaptability. Um, before we jump in, let's hear from our guests. Um, Marisol, tell me where this falls for you in your top five. Number two, it All is. Right. Awesome. Number two, and Josh, for you? And number three for me. Oh, right, <laughs> right in the well, middle great. of that top five. That, yes. That's so going to be good. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a so sweet spot in the top five. I like yeah. that. <laughs> the sweet spot. Absolutely. Okay, great. So um, with that, I would like to have Chad share with us the Gallup description um, for adaptability. Yeah, so sure. So Gallup defines the adaptability talent theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the adaptability theme prefer to go with the flow. They tend to be now people who take things as they come and discover the future one day at a time. So I think that's gonna be a really great setup for the conversation <laughs> we're gonna to have today. We had uh, just 
for our audience, we had a phenomenal pre-show with these two, and I'm really looking forward to the energy that they brought yesterday and have it uh, come over here into our, our live show. I want to start us off with the question that we always ask our guests, uh, just so that listeners, um, especially those that might be first learning about their their uh, Clifton Strengths themes and this theme in particular, how does it show up in your lives? You know, how, what behaviors, what um, actions does this adaptability theme kind of inspire in you or how does it play out in your life um, so that people can start to recognize it maybe in themselves or in, in uh, those closest to them? And uh, Marisol, I'd love to be able to start with you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, how does adaptability show up uh, for me? I think it is um, one of my, it is actually one of my favorite themes that I have in my top five. And what it does for me, it's uh, very flexible. Sort of I'm, I'm, I'm uh, with all the good and the bad that comes with it. Um, I am very good in reacting to, to situations as they come up. Um, if people have stuff coming up or situations change or whatever, I have, I, I'm not, I don't stay long pondering about why and how and so on. I just sort of react to this and, and um, make sure that people um, around me, the one, the people that I, that I am, um, um, I'm surrounded with sort of also don't, um, hesitate too long to manage the situation. Um, I think that's the one thing. And uh, um, yeah, and as you said, go with the flow. It's really what um, I uh, think of in the morning, what can happen today and in the evening, the day was completely different. So um, that's what it does for me. <laughs> okay. Josh, would you like to add or expand upon that? Or, you know, maybe how it's different. How does it show up for you? Well, it's funny. I almost want to say ditto you know, <laughs> because um, there's a lot of similar similarities there. Um, the interesting thing about my adaptability, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later, is that it also sits right next to consistency, which, you know, consistency is my number two, adaptability is my number three. Um, but when I look specifically at that adaptability theme, um, it positively impacts my life and sometimes it negatively impacts my life. Um, <laughs> Positively, um, in a work environment, it's really great. It's a great strength for me to have um, working for the fire service, being involved in the fire service for, you know, 30 plus years. Um, our, our days are never the same. We come in, which is one of the great things about being a, being a firefighter, right? You come in in the morning and we have no idea what our day is going to look like. So what, what I try to do and what we try to do is we try to make these very set plans for what we want our day to look like. Um, but all it takes is that one 911 call to come in, a little red light goes off for us, a tone goes off, and our day completely changes. We could be gone for, um, you know, five minutes getting returned back to the station, or we could be gone for the entire shift um, and anything in between. So being adaptable really plays into that. Um, you know, I think somebody that is not very adaptable can sometimes struggle with um, that part of the fire service where you don't have, it's almost like you have a loss of control of your day that you just have to give in. Yeah. Uh, and so I think being adaptable allows me to give in, hopefully at the right time. Um, and, and I think we'll probably get into some of the negative sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely going to take you to the positives and negatives yeah. in a second. I, I'm just more curious about sort of the, some of the behaviors or, or tendencies that you tend to have 
um, you know, just as you go through life, um, kind of how this theme has shown up. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think I think one yeah. of the things that I want to bring back up from from the pre-show that we had with you that I found fascinating is um, what you had talked about in terms of um, being a crammer. Um, and I didn't know if you maybe wanted to elaborate on that. I don't want to. I don't want to try to speak for you. My adaptability, by the way, for our listeners and for anybody watching this, is 29. So I'm going to learn a ton today. I'm uh, thrilled to to uh, understand this theme a little bit more uh, through through Marisol and Josh. Um, yeah. But I'd love to understand some of these behaviors that show up. Absolutely. So let me jump on that. And then I bet you Marisol is going to be able to kind of add to you, you know, what I'm going to say. But um, so being a crammer, um, you know, it's kind of like when you're a kid growing up and you go to school and you got a test coming up. Um, I, I, I was never the one that started studying two weeks before, but the night before it would be like, oh, I've got this test. I've got to do well on tomorrow. <laughs> so let me start putting the effort in right now. Um, so really where, where I spend a lot of my time is kind of like what the Gallup um, um, description said was in that in that moment of mm -hmm. looking at, okay, where am I at right now? What do I need to accomplish right now? Um, and then just flexing my day to manage the here and the now opposed to looking ahead to the future. So whether it be a written test or let's say being on a podcast, <laughs> whatever that looks like, all preparation for it usually happens um, pretty close to last minute. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree to that. I would say um, everything else is basically for me. It's like um, it's like wasted time. I had this today, for example. There was this um, this call that I had in the afternoon actually scheduled, um, and this morning I started thinking about it and what to what I have to concentrate on, and then it was postponed. So um, <laughs> I think uh, when you just said something, Josh, about the last minute things and in, in, in tests and so on. Same here. Uh, it's, I think it's the, the we're, we're very good at short term memory. If mm -hmm. I prepare something like two weeks ago, or something is just gone. I have to look at it again anyway. Mm -hmm. so for me, preparation. Also, we do lots of workshops and so on. Of course, I do thinking about it before. It's not that I like ah, tomorrow I have a workshop and I don't care about it before, but I think about it and so on. But really to sit down and really concentrate and really make make a, something out of it that I want to use tomorrow. That is, I am at, it, it's better if I do it sort of last minute. Then, of course, it's a problem if like the computer breaks down or the printer or these things. Yeah. But apart from that, <laughs> but then again, with adaptability, we somehow always manage to find a solution. Yeah. yeah that's, that was pretty spot on, Marisol, for, yeah. for me as well. Yeah. It, I love I love hearing this from both of you as Chad shared that his is pretty low. Mine is actually number seven, so it's not terribly low. Um, but like Josh, it follows consistency. So I always struggled with understanding like how this was a relationship building theme versus a an executing theme because we're talking a lot about how we get things done. So do either of you or both of you want to share? Um, I'll start with Josh this time about the ways that. Um, that really plays to your relationships as far as like other people in your life and feeling this relationship um, kind of piece to adaptability? Right. Yeah. So that one is can be somewhat of a struggle for me because of the consistency theme that sits next to it. Because one of the first things that people typically say about me is, oh, you're so easygoing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get along with everybody. Um, you know, you don't stress about a lot of things. 
Um, but that is the adaptable side, right? That's the adaptability yeah. side. People see that. Um, a lot of times when people get to know me on a deeper level, then they see that there is a lot of uh, more intense passion or motivation or, um, you know, need for a level of consistency in certain areas of my life. But the adaptability side in a relationship building theme, it usually comes out as being an easygoing person that's easy to get along with. Um, and usually that is because, you know, for an example, if you're for with a group um, and it's like, hey, where do you guys want to go to lunch? It's like, I could go 10 different places, right? I, I, I don't have a strong opinion one way or another. We can have, you know, we can go out to sushi or we can have, you know, some, you know, grilled cheese sandwich, you know, whatever <laughs> that is. So. Awesome. Marisol, the same, yeah. the same question to you. How, how do you see that adaptability with the relationship? Yeah, same thing. I think I also um, for a very long time thought it was wondering about why is it in the ex executing um, uh, domain and not in the, in, uh, why is it not in the executing domain, but yeah. in the relationship building. And what I figured then, the more I got uh, into that was really it's, it's adapting really to the needs and the situations of other people, making other people mm. feel comfortable, being able to react um, and to respond to what is what is just happening right there and then. So it plays out to me, like, I don't know, if we do, for example, trainings or workshops and so on, and there's a plan and we go, the, we sort of um, have a schedule and then things come up, then, then I don't even think about, does it just fit into the plan? I just sort of react and respond to what is just out there. Um, and that is something that, um, and it's always about making, making the other person feel comfortable, feel safe, uh, feel seen, feel heard, um, and, and also giving a, a way to move forward if there are sort of problems coming up. And um, I think that's, that's an important part of it. And also the easygoing part, I think, um, that Josh, you mentioned, um, that is some, what people say about me also. And I think what comes into that is this um, what I also um, um, know about other people with adaptabilities is sort of more of a non-judgmental attitude. There's like, there's you just sort of accept the people, the person as she or he is in that situation. Um, not a lot of judgment, not a lot of expectations about how things should be. And that makes it, um, I think, easy for people to be around um, us and us to be sort of, and by the way, if, regarding to food, Josh, I would say I'm easygoing, but in the end, uh, my maximizer would then say, but I want to have the best and the closest five to me. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I usually look at like, okay, how much is this going to cost? Right. <laughs> um, so, so, sorry, I wanted to jump in there really, really quick. Yeah, quickly. no, no, go ahead. You're our guest. I, I'll have you speak. And then I, I just want to share an observation I was having between what both of you had just shared, but oh, I, I want cool. your I want your additional thoughts first. Yeah. And and really what what Marisol said it it really resonated with me a lot about people um, because I feel the same way. Um, I, I like to say non judgmental, but then I realize it's like we judge every single day, right? That's kind of what yeah. keeps us safe in this world. But you know, it allows I think it allows me to really judge for the positive, to really look for the best in people, and look at. You know, what does this person bring to the table, which really ties into the whole concept of Gallup and Clifton and Strengths, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The observation I was going to share, first of all, thank you very much, Josh. 
the observation I was going to share was that we started off, you know, we'd, we'd asked about sort of how this shows up in your lives. And you talked a lot about your day and, you know, figuring out what was going to happen. And I think that's where a lot of people start to wonder, you know, well, where is, you know, why is this not in a why is this not in executing? Because it's adapting to the day. It's, you know, the fire calls and so forth. And then this beautiful switch, both of you just sort of highlighted, which is the impetus is the people around you. It's, oh, this person needs something for me. So I need to adapt my day. But the, mm -hmm. but the driver, the impetus is the, the people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a really great observation for um, people to be aware of when they're, particularly if they're first learning about this. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is why it's a little bit more relationship heavy. It has an on, it has a follow on effect of executing, mm -hmm. but the, but the driver is, is the relationship. So I think that's, I really appreciate you both highlighting that because I think that's a big learning for me. Um, I've always yeah. wondered about this adaptability theme being a relationship because <laughs> everybody I've ever coached, it's all about their day or how they flex or, you know, what they, what they do or not, you know, not um, prepare and, you know, do the cram thing or, or you know, upend their day for others. Um, so thank you very much. I just wanted to highlight that. For me, yeah, it's easy was... because I have a ranger as executing theme yeah. there. So it's like it, it, it sort of um, melds into each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and... I also have a ranger in rangers number seven for me. So oh, okay. <laughs> have to play together. Really, one of the challenges for me is I have to um, really understand, like when it comes to the people side of it, it's like, okay, who are the, am I looking at the big picture? Am I like for mm. at my job? Am I looking at doing this for the community, right? That's where we have to start is doing it for the community first, but then in a leadership role, then it's like, well, I do have people within my team that I have to make sure that I'm accommodating them. And then there's also that you've got to be able to manage yourself as well. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you have to take care of your own problems, issues, things that come up so that you can then go out and help, you know, the people that are working for you or your teammates or the community. Yeah. That's a, a great lead in into my next question. So I want to, I want to immediately flip this. We're going to talk about how this theme can potentially negatively impact your life or work. Like you've already, both of you have already kind of alluded to a couple of little things. Um, so being that we started with with Marisol on the last question, I'm gonna start with Josh on this one. I we wanna know like, just like the down and dirty, where does this one get in your way or what are some some negative negative impacts that that we know all of the strengths can have if we're coming on too strong or maybe just completely ignoring them um what what are some of those for you yeah the, the yeah the vulnerable side right <laughs> you know for, for me um especially within relationships i think the way that i've seen it play out negatively is um i can appear wishy-washy um and um you know, somebody might say, hey, we've got this project to do. Uh, and I might say, okay, let's start doing it this way. And somebody might have an, an idea that is just as good or maybe better than mine. And I can look at that and go, okay, you know what, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and do it that way. Um, and a lot of times in a leadership role, instead of having that strong command presence and saying, no, this is what we're doing, um, you know, it can come off as um, being indecisive or being wishy-washy. And so it's something that I really need to pay attention to. Um, and a lot of that comes out with really knowing my team. Um, 
you know, am I working with people that have been doing this job for 20 years or have experience in whatever that that task is, or is it somebody that's brand new? Um, and then obviously there's different sides to that too, right? It's like somebody right. brand new, maybe we should let them fail in an effort to mm -hmm. allow them to grow. And so, and I'm sure you can probably see the adaptability coming out right now. I can <laughs> yeah. start talking yeah. about it and you can go, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's either but or and, and, and. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's, it's, I really need to just know like, okay, is this the time for me to be adaptable or is it the time for me to have, um, for lack of a better words, a strong command presence and mm -hmm. just say, this is what we're doing and this is how it's going to be done. Yeah, so good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Marisol, for you, how did Yeah, I've been thinking of two things. Um, the one thing is, of course, being in the here and now means if I don't do whatever comes up, whatever comes up right here and now, but I postpone it to like I do it tomorrow or the day after or next week, it disappears out of my mind and I forget. So I talk to somebody, we have like this great idea. I say, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to write you a proposal. I'm all excited. Then I adapt to two, three other things that come up. And then three days later, I think, shit, I just completely forgot about this. I have to do it now. And if I don't do it now, so this is something that, that um, is sort of a downside. And also, I would always say the most, sort of keeping focus is, 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 a, is, a, is a big challenge for me. And also, um, especially in working with others, because I have no problem and sort of doing the last minute thing and the printer, printer doesn't work. I have some, I, I come up with some kind of solution, but as soon as other people are involved, like for example, my wife who has consistency uh, in her top five and maximizer also in her top five. And um, it's a completely complete, um, um uh, mystery to her how i can do this then it gets difficult like for me it's no problem preparing stuff the day before she in order to perform good uh needs at least like th three days sort of not to know where we're going at so that is something that um that i have been um uh, working and developing on the last uh years but it's it is something that um that is not easy for me yeah yeah and, and i'm so glad you brought that up sorry chad i want to just want to highlight that like i i love hearing your understanding of realizing that when working with someone else you maybe are not able to be as adaptable as you would normally be that you might have to be do a little bit more pre-planning in order to make sure that that person is comfortable being an yeah. individual contributor i completely understand that that motivation and where that comes from too so so thank you for sharing that that piece of it and, and that's that actually ties right into what i wanted to um bring back up you made a beautiful comment yesterday in our pre-show and it has to do with relating to other people. As you had mentioned um, a, a challenge around sort of not taking a stand or not being seen as holding some really solid opinions. I'm just wondering if you could highlight that a little bit because I found that really beautiful to, to understand. I'm yeah. just thinking some of our listeners might also benefit from that same learning. Yeah. So the adaptability or the flexibility is also like you have an argument for something and that makes a lot of sense. And I say, yeah, that I can completely agree with that. Let's do it that way. Or you're completely right in what you think. And then somebody else comes 
with other great arguments and argues for something completely different or the opposite. And that also makes sense to me. And that is something that um, if I don't, if I'm not myself sort of really deeply informed about th something, then I do tend to sort of um, like not have an opinion, um, not really say what, so what, how would you decide? So I, I don't know. And then I was um, thinking about this and I think, why do we always have to have an opinion to everything, even if we have no idea what we are talking about? Yeah, um, it's always this, what do you think? Are you for something or against something? Are you, so and I said, I haven't, I cannot say that because everybody has good arguments mm. and I need more time and so on to really have an own opinion. And sometimes why do I have to have an opinion to everything? I don't. Mm -hmm. And I believe the point that you also highlighted yesterday was that that can often have a negative impact because then it sort of annoys other people of, yeah, right. <laughs> are you on my side or not? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, okay. and that is why, for example, I have a very, I have a very, um, I think in, in you say heterogeneous sort of a, a diverse, diverse is a better word, a diverse um, group of, of friends. And my family is very sort of, there's all sorts of different personalities and characters. And I basically get along with everybody. And sometimes you have this thing, you have like a birthday party, and then it's like, I know these people will not get along with each other, but you know what? I don't care. It's like adapt, get, get along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so good. I well, appreciate now... you bringing that back up. I know I, I, I teach you, I teed that up, but I, I thought it was a really interesting learning from, from our pre-show that I wanted to make sure got onto our live show. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. So now let's flip this because now we've talked about those dark sides. Let's talk about like the ways that this theme has just benefited your life, your work, how you feel like it leads to your success. Um, Marisol, I'm going to start with you this time. Well, um, how does it lead to my success? I think my life has been a very sort of a, it's it's like not a, the straight um, course. Nobody will be very surprised by this sort of. <laughs> Um, I go this way and I want to be that and I'm going to just sort of follow course. I have done a lot of um, curves and 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 uh, different things. I've been in different industries. I've sort of um, been in different countries and all this. So this is something that um, has always given me energy. I like that a lot. Um, it has um, exposed me to many different influences and also this um, like like to learn new things and adapting to different circumstances and environments. Um, it has, um, I mean, we always have this discussion about um, nature or, or what is it? Nurture, nature, nurture, nurture. Uh, so am I born with adaptability or has my life, uh, my life circumstances um, enhanced this? I lost my mother very early when I was eight years old. And that of course um, was a situation where, yeah, where I, in hindsight, I, I managed to adapt quite well with this and and even if it was a hard time and so on, but I've done a lot of work on it. So and this has this has basically given me also tools and strengths to 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 navigate um, through oops, through life. Um, so this is something I think um, that has turned up and also um, having worked with different people in different situations, also career changes. Yeah, I've been in, sh in the shipping. I've been in, I've done food net, food television. Um, I've done um, also, and then I started the coaching business and so on. And it's like, yeah, it's something that um, gives me energy and that I've been successful in, in all these things. Yeah. Yeah. What Wonderful. I heard you, 
what I heard you say yesterday that I want to highlight there two two little things um, is that the changes actually feed you and give you energy and that every change is a forward momentum that you don't ever think of it as a step back. So exactly. I, I thought I thought that was really amazing. Um, a really positive outlook on yeah. on you know like change and how things happen but you both had you know kind of that whole aura around you when when we talked about change um the other one that it, that really hit me um was this like relief um from having to have a vision or have a five-year plan yeah. um that struck me really deeply <laughs> because that's always been something really difficult for me i'm like i don't know do tomorrow wow can you ask me what i'm doing five years from now it depends on what's happening next yeah. um so i i just thought that was that was really great that um you were able to share that with us in the pre-show do you have do you want to add anything to to that like kind of yeah. the feeling <laughs> i think i i think the older i get the more i learn to love my adaptability and the people around me start sort of have more of an envy because like in many in early years it's like what is she doing why is she changing things again yeah it's like i was always like a little bit the 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 paradise bird or something yeah it's like what well, she's doing something different again so and now it's like um uh, i wish i could do that so that's the mm -hmm. one thing and of course uh, what you just said jen i have always especially since i'm in the since i went into the coaching business and so on where we it's a lot about What's your goal? Where do you want to go? Yes. What be in seven years? And it always stressed me out. And I always, being adaptable, I just sort of invented stuff. Yeah, made it up. Mm -hmm. I made it up there. But then when I when I and I and I learned um, uh, Gallup, um, my, I did my assessment five years ago. And when I found out that I have adaptability and what that means, and that is exactly the it's it's about the the, the power of the here and now, and and it's not about thinking what is tomorrow or the day after that sort of completely um uh, relieved me yeah i said ah okay i'm i'm done with that i'm done with vision making um i'll, I'll have a vision for today and for tomorrow and 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 i'm and, and you know what i'm 57 years uh, old now and i got where i got without having a vision so um awesome so Josh, I, I know that some of these have that, that the same answers for you, but I want to hear how this works. This has been such a success for you in your life. Yeah. So I like what you brought up, Jen, is, you know, kind of what charges your batteries and change does charge my batteries. Um, you know, even if we go back a couple of years to COVID, when COVID first started, mm -hmm. it wasn't upsetting to me. Um, you know, it was, I know there was, it was upsetting to a lot of people, but the concept, the idea of change, like this massive change, this shift was about to happen to me, it was motivating. And it was something like, okay, like, let's embrace this. Let's step into this and see like what, what good can come out of it. Um, opposed to, you know, what are the negative things that we're going to have to deal with, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, but but it's funny also what Marisol said was the the idea of are we born with this? Did we grow up with this? Um, how, how have our lives impacted this? Um, my I, I grew up, my dad was also military. Um, so I spent the first you know 17 years of my life. We moved every two years. Um, we never lived anywhere longer than three years. And so whether that um, fed that adaptability, or, um, you know, added to um it was something that it was never really difficult for me. It was, um, 
you know, one day I would come home from school and my parents would say, we're moving to Japan. And it was like, okay, we're moving to Japan. <laughs> exciting. Um, the one thing my, my parents did at the time was we always had this, my mom had this cross stitch that she hung right when you walked in the door that said, home is where the Navy sends you. So there was always, <laughs> um, but you know, then after that I joined the military, um, you know, and I, I continued to move. And now that I've been here, I've been on this job for 21 years. This is the longest I've ever been in one place, in one town doing one job, um, but even throughout my career here, uh, I've, I've worked at different fire stations. I've, I've worked um, in line fire sta station positions. Right now I work in an office staff position in the training division and the change is motivating to me. Um, and so I, I, I really enjoy um, the, the idea of something new um, and it kind of, it, I guess that feeds me and, and, yeah. and it motivates me. Yeah. Josh, may I ask you a question? Do you have, do you have siblings? I do. I have so I have an older sister and I have a younger sister. So I'm right in the middle. Have they also adapted so well to this? Because my 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 because this the, I, I, my experience of other families of sort of that that kind of either diplomats or people that there's always a, some that can adapt to this easier and and get along easier with this change thing and others that really always struggle. It's a really interesting question. Um, I have an older sister. Um, who earlier in her life, she moved around a lot. Um, and she is, oh, she, if she hears this, she's going to be upset. I think she's 51, 52 now. Uh, now she's settled down. She's been in the same place for a long time. Um, and she's really settled into, you know, the life that she's living now. Um, my younger sister has moved a lot. Her, she married somebody that um, works in the, in the business field. Um, and they've moved every few years. And mm -hmm. Um, but I can see, you know, from, you know, from kind of looking at both of them, I think they both have had some struggles in their life with, um, with, you know, where do we land? You know, where is home? You know, what is, you know, what is all this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, one more thing I wanted to bring up yeah. and it's on that relationship side again, is you both shared with us um, in the pre-show and I'm going to just like throw it out there and then I want you two to respond. Um, it's hard to shock you. You're not judgmental. And you also, um, there's this like response, like, why aren't you mad about this? So uh, who wants to go first, Josh? <laughs> I'll go um, because I, I get that um, in my home life, um, you know, for my wife, I get that um, every once in a while, you know, where something will come up and my reaction to it will be, um, I, I would say, hopefully calm um, and more of, okay, how are we going to, like, let's start fixing this. And, and she's asked me in the past, she's like, aren't you upset about this? And I'm like, well, I mean, I could be, but I'm not like, I'm more concerned about how we're going to fix this problem or, you know, what this issue is like, what is, how are we going to, um, you know, restore this? And, but I also have restorative in my top five as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure if that's the adaptability or the restorative that makes me go down that path first of, okay, let's fix the problem. Um, before we react to it. But then I, I'd also say, I believe that my job, the profession that I've been has also taught me to not, you know, overreact. You know, we walk into awesome. people's worst days and, and we usually walk into chaos. Um, and our job is to, for lack of better words, calm that chaos that's there. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, mm. that, that is kind of how the adaptability also comes out for me. Yeah. Marisol, I want to give you a chance, but I also want to highlight a phrase 
Josh, that you used yesterday that I thought was really interesting. And we talked a little bit about how this sort of bleeds over into, I think it's harmony, but sort of the, how do you want me to respond to this? Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that it's, it's not a blow up reaction because you said you, you, you're pretty easy going, but it's also of, you know, you can tell the other person has some sort of invested interest. And we were talking about just holding strong opinions before. And your response was, well, I really don't have a take. Well, how do you want me to respond? Almost mm -hmm. inviting that. I thought that was uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you want to add, but um, just it was a fascinating thought process for me to to contemplate that. No, I do. I think that um, a lot of that might come with harmony, which is sits at number one for me. Okay. Um, I feel like my opinion of myself is that I'm really good at reading people. Um, and so a lot of times I need to step back and really kind of understand where that person's at and then put myself in that same place. Um, you know, if somebody's upset, then, okay, let me be there with you. Let me sit in that moment with you and be upset with you. But sometimes I miss it. Um, you know, and so that conversation I might have at home, um, you know, with, let's say my wife, um, you know, is okay. Do you, right now, do you, where do you want me to be? Do you just want me to listen to you? Do you, I mean, would you appreciate it more if I was upset about this? Because <laughs> I can probably get into that place. Um, but I think that's the harmony coming out is going, okay, let me get there with you. Like, let me meet you there and then let's work through this. So again, adapting to the person. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Marisol, did you have anything to add to Jen's original uh, prompt of, of not blowing up or? or yeah. Well, yeah. not blowing up, I would say is the same. It's very, it's, I don't really easily blow up. This is also something that also in my relationships, it's like getting into fights with me is not very easy. Um, but the, and, and what, what you just um, mentioned, Jen, was this, um, the, the, the nothing can shock me or yeah. us. This is something that I, that I, um, in my life and also in my coaching um, uh, experience, um, where you just get to hear all sorts of stories of all sorts mm -hmm. of things. I mean, I come from life coaching, couples coaching, um, and the stuff that you hear there sometimes um, uh, is just, um, yeah, it, it, it's at least some things that you say, okay, um, that's interesting. And also, people also in the business if we do leadership coaching and so on in the one through one people really open up and and sometimes just share secrets where you could also think okay okay too much information here but it's like um nothing i've it, it, there's nothing that that the other person will will even if i maybe think hmm, that's sort of mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i i there's there's no reaction from my part because it's like it's it i i take it all in as an interesting information about that person, those circumstances, and this sort of um, deep, um, non-judgmental, and in, and I know that we we always judge, but it's more like we 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 filter things about how to how made to understand them. But what I mean with non-judgmental is like this: there's not this moral judgment there. This that this is something is right or wrong. Sure. Yeah, for me, it's it's a very the, the the right and wrong discussion is something that I despise yeah because in my world there's no no right or wrong um like 100 percent thing that you can do that way yeah wow those, those great. are all great points so uh, deep yeah so deep uh we could probably spend another hour talking about 
positive mm-hmm. negatives, but I want to keep us moving along. Uh, just thinking about some other ways that we can understand this theme. Um, as coaches, we all understand that our talent themes uh, are never working in, in silos, right? They're, it's not just that we bring our adaptability or just bring our harmony um, to situations. So I'm curious, this is sort of a two-part question and we'll, we'll tackle each, each part on its own. I'm curious as you think about, and we've already started to highlight some of them, but what talents do you feel sort of add to the add to the success or your ability to apply your adaptability theme for the benefit of yourself or others? Um, so which ones do you like to pair with your adaptability to to really achieve that success? Um, and Josh, I, I, I'm going to start with you. I'd love to go first on this one. And really, I think I, I, I want to tie it to my, to my profession, um, you know, to, to being a firefighter. Um, and I, I mentioned this yesterday, you know, this job, doing this job for a long time, it took me a while. It took me years to figure out really how to explain to people what we do. And really, it's very simple. We help people solve problems, right? This whole job is about people. You know, somebody calls 911 and they have a problem and we go there and we fix it um, or we help them with it. Um, and so the adaptability um, theme, and I think I have restorative, um, which is right behind, um, which is number four um, behind adaptability. And I think those two play well together within this profession. Um, you know, we walk into situations that we usually have very little situational awareness of, we have very little control of. Um, and what we have to do is we have to start solving problems. We have to start restoring the, you know, the situation. Um, so those, those two themes play very well together. And, you know, within that, there's not, there's always more than one way to fix the problem, right? And so what we try to do is we try to come up with multiple plans, we come up with a plan A, B, C, D, E, however many we can come up with. Um, and, um, you know, so having a plan A is, okay, let's start our plan A. And then however that's, um, you know, the situation reacts to that, then we can either switch to a plan B or continue down that path. Um, and so it, it does mean that, you know, within our profession, we have to be highly adaptable and be able to think of multiple ways to, to solve a problem. So I think, you know, professionally that, that, um, adaptability and restorative really work well together for me. Yeah. You, you talked a lot about your profession. Would you go to a different combo or, or, or think about a different theme in terms of family life or community life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I could look at my family life and, and so the adaptability and restorative might not be the best because, you know, kind of going back to my relationship with my wife, there's times where if she has an issue and she starts explaining it to me, I start trying to fix the problem. And she goes, look, I don't want you to fix the problem. I want you to, right. want you to hear about the problem. So that can get in the way in my personal life. But if I go back to my number one, um, which is um, harmony, you know, uh, harmony to me, having harmony is like being a mediator, right? Like yeah. able to find middle ground yeah. and being adaptable and finding middle ground. Um, it really helps in my, I think my personal relationships world, um, you know, to really understand kind of what Marisol said earlier is really understanding people. Um, 
with my harmony, it does make me want to listen a little bit longer and really understand where that person's coming from before I really engage with them or get to know them. Yeah. Uh, and so I think harmony and adaptability play well in my in my personal life. Nice. Marisol, what what themes do you love to to uh, add to adaptability, season your adaptability with? Well, I would say for me, it's uh, it's definitely the maximizer, um, which is on one for me. So um, that um, allows me to not always react sort of right away, <laughs> but uh, also think about, okay, what is really the best way we can do this here? And especially maybe also the more, most effective one sort of yeah. effective and smart, um, not too not too much uh, uh, extra effort that uh, is not worth it. So um, that's something that that um, would I would say helps me and also um, my strategic thinking themes that are um, that are all in, in six to 10. So it's ideation, it's intellection, it's input, um, sort of having this resource of of different ideas and different approaches to 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 do things and um, I think that in combination um, um, helps um, helps to to bring a little bit of structure into adaptability sometimes nice <laughs> all right I, I I love it and I think our listeners will like hearing that you know both of you go to mm -hmm. different themes to do slightly different things, but that they are not working, you know, in silo that um, I think those are some beautiful demonstrations of how our themes can work together in, in slightly different ways. And just for our listeners, you don't have to have any of the themes that they've just highlighted to make adaptability work. This is just two examples of how these two have chosen to pair um, the themes that they have in, in their top five or top 10 uh, for their success. So. Um, I just wanted to put that sort of disclaimer out there for our listeners right. uh, so they don't freak out that, oh, I don't have those, so I can't do anything with adaptability. That's not the case we're trying to make. Um, the second part of my question was, you know, just thinking about sort of theme dynamics. Um, are there, you know, we've talked a little bit about adaptability going kind of down its rabbit hole of being too wishy-washy or not making a decision or not having an opinion. Um, there are plenty of other ways that adaptability can probably go kind of down its own rabbit hole. I'm wondering if there's a theme or a set of themes that you lean on to pull yourself out of that rabbit hole. So to kind of not so much rein in or control adaptability because we want to use it to the best way, but we also don't want to let it run amok. So what themes help you stay out of the muck? And Marisol, I'm going to start with you this time because I gave Josh the benefit of going last, first last time. So... <laughs> Yeah, I've been thinking about <clears throat> thinking about this, and I think for me it's the um, it's the arranger, um, the arranger that makes me sort of think of okay, um, what resources do I actually have? Yeah, and how can I arrange them, organize them? What other things that can I that can I can I do? Maybe I can also sort of um, have other people think about situations, about solutions, and so on. Yeah. So um, to get me out of this um, completely. Yes, sub submitting myself to the <clears throat> needs of others. Yeah, so that that I think would be one. Oops, uh, well, would be one thing. Um, everything's still fine. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, you're yeah, good. You're good. Need to put this away. So, and um, and the other would I would say is also the the connectedness. Connectedness, um, helping me um, if I sort of get lost in adapting to everything and everybody, 
um, thinking, okay, we're it's it's all things happen for a reason. Not everybody has to be saved from things. Um, what you Josh said earlier, sometimes <clears throat> not helping, sometimes not reacting is is uh, helps that person also, and um, and trusting in. Yeah, it all, it all, it, it thing, it's not everything needs to be adapted to because the things also change. And if you um, uh, react all the time, then then that's also a um, it costs a lot of energy. So I think the connectedness, the sort of this deep trust in in that things somehow happen for a reason that helps me get out of there. Nice. Josh, same question to you. What get, what's what, what pulls you out of the adaptability? going Rabbit way hole. too far yeah i don't have to reach too far i think i reached down to my number nine and my number 10 which are responsibility and deliberative mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, i think that deliberative theme um, plays into it a little bit where i can go okay i need to be very specific about how i'm going to go about you know, either bringing myself out of the rabbit hole or what this task is or not being as wishy-washy or being better at making decisions. Um, because I said that yesterday, um, I've had um, a close friend of mine at one point in my career, I asked him how I was doing as a, as a leader. Um, and he said, well, my opinion is you are scared to make decisions. And I went, okay, that's very interesting. As much as that hard to hear, I can look into my top 10 and go, I can understand why somebody would think that. So I need to flex some of my other ones to make sure that I'm not perceived as um, somebody who's uh, has difficulty making decisions. So being more deliberate about deliberative about things, but also more so having responsibility. Um, responsibility is actually very draining on me um having being high in responsibility uh, it can help me in things and it can and it, it can also negatively impact you know i might have too much responsibility at work and then that takes away from my family or you know vice versa so i need to pay attention to that one but um you know when i go down that adaptability rabbit hole i need to look back and go okay i do have very specific responsibilities um, and whether I've had those made clear from maybe my boss um, and had my boss set clear expectations um, or set timeframes or guidelines and say, this is how I need you to do it. Then I can really lean into that responsibility theme and go, okay, I've got a responsibility to make this happen now. And so that'll pull me up out of that uh, adaptability rabbit hole. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to add this idea of that to maximize or also sort of what are we, what are we going to? What are we? What's the goal? Yeah, where? What's the direction? And and um, and is this helping to get there? Yeah, what are, so that I think um, helps. Yeah, yeah. I like, that, the, I like are, the goal having like having yeah. a goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are those are great answers because with like with me with achiever and act, activator in my top five and then having adaptability at seven. If you just put stuff in front of me, I'll do it. I might not be getting anywhere near the goal at this point because I'm just doing all the things because I'm happy to be doing. So mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a great point you guys just highlighted. Thank you so much for that. Um, I want to take us into where we normally go, and I and I and I if we don't have any differences, that's okay. Um, but Chad and I like to talk about like clients that we've experienced that also have this theme, and maybe some ways it's shown up differently. Um, I don't have any personal other examples that are different really than what I've seen in Josh and Marisol, but Chad, I know you had one um, recently with a client 
do you want to share what what you've what you shared with us in the pre-show yes so i just had one and and, and it strikes on a lot of the things we've already talked about of mm -hmm. you know bending over backwards for people um so this particular uh, coaching client had uh, empathy as number one harmony as number two and adaptability as number five and so it was the i can sense what's going on with others I want to be responsive to them. I don't want to rock the boat. So if they make a request of me, my harmony, you know, their harmony was kicking in and being very practical about it. Um, but then also their adaptability was let's make it their solution. Let's let's invest my time in them, not so much in myself. And so there was this real um, sense of <laughs> instability. Uh, you know, a lot of her calendar was being sort of chewed up by others and that was causing some, some issues for her. And so, um, this person, after some coaching, we realized that she also has an election as number four. So having time to herself mm -hmm. was really something that was missing and, and thus impacting her ability to perform um, at her best, particularly as a, as a frontline leader. And so realizing that that balance, kind of like we we're just talking about of, of pulling that adaptability back and setting a little bit more structure, especially some time for herself, was a really important step. And so I just offer that as, as something that, um, you know, we were just talking about sort of that responsibility or having some guidelines um, yeah. that could be really helpful to keep adaptability in kind of its Goldilocks zone of, mm -hmm. yes, you can be adaptable. Yes, you can be responsive to people that when they really need you, but also make sure you're taking care of yourself. It's kind of that old adage of, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. You know, here I am talking to a firefighter, put your own oxygen yeah. mask on first before trying to attempt to you know, handle the children or, or somebody else that's, that's uh, suffering. So um, I think it's just a, a real big takeaway that I, I got out of that interaction, uh, particularly with that empathy and harmony uh, also being heavy re uh, relationship building themes. Yeah. Um, you can bend over almost too far for others and not take care of yourself. Definitely. <clears throat> If you don't mind, I'd like to add to that because I, uh, yeah. I can see that play out, you know, with me and within my profession as well, um, where we spend a lot of time setting clear expectations, um, you know, either as the leader, you know, as the boss or even as the subordinate, you know, to the leader, to the boss saying, hey, you know, as my boss, this is what I need from you. This is what I expect from you. This is for me to be successful. This is what I need. And, yeah. you know, it also plays into this, you know, the whole, um, you know, Clifton Strengths process, all right, is really understanding that those people that are on our team and who are working around and, um, you know, kind of a, a word that we've used before is guardrails, right? Yeah. Is, <laughs> and we set those, set those guardrails um, so that we can, you know, be successful working together. So, Marisol, did you have anything oh, to yeah. add before we move on? No, I think that all makes a lot of sense. It, it very this. Um, I was just thinking about this uh, theme of thinking, sort of also putting yourself in in the focus, or sort of um, yeah. yeah, you have to take care of that. There's something definitely that um, I had till now not been thinking about that. That is something that can come from that theme. That that mm -hmm. is something that I know very well. Also, putting myself last, and not even, but not but not being aware of that. It's not like I do lots of stuff for everybody and then, but where am I? It's, but then it, it gets in, I get into this um, exhaustion state sometimes. Yes. And I think, and I always think why I haven't done anything, but right. this is that basically what it yeah. is and I'm becoming more aware of that. And yeah, thanks for that insight. Yeah. 
Excellent. So we've approached some pretty heavy parts of, of <laughs> this adaptability mm -hmm. theme. I really appreciate both of you being um, so open with your own lived experiences around adaptability. Um, one of the other exercises Jen and I have always in, uh, involved in these podcasts is for those that either might be trying to understand it, those that might be trying to live with somebody or work with somebody with adaptability, um, we as human beings can often be much more visual learners. And so I'm just wondering if there's any sort of imagery or um, household objects or pop culture <laughs> references that you might want to throw out as sort of a representative of this theme. Uh, we've, as I, as I just said, we've used everything from pop culture in some of our previous episodes <laughs> to, to household objects. Um, but I'm just curious, Marisol, I'd like to come to you first and see if there's a, a particular image that comes to mind for you when you think about your adaptability theme. Um, to me, it's really, um, it's this water theme. And as, as in, in the Gallup description, um, the go with the flow, for me, it's really the river, the river right. that, um, where the water flows and and where there's more space, it sort of widens, and where there's less space, it sort of um, uh, merges and 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 uh, and it gets faster and it slows down and and all this adapts to whatever comes up and that's basically I think the, the picture that I um, refer to and and there's one other fun one but Josh is going to say that one. <laughs> uh, now I'm wondering which one that is. <laughs> don't say it. I say it. Uh, if I don't, so you know, the water. I what I picture is I picture a surfer on a wave. Um, you know, nice. I, the the wave is is ever changing. Um, there's there's no there's not always consistency in a wave, and and what the surfer does is it gets on the wave on the water, and it actually rides that wave, and and all the moves and all the flow and all the motion is being adapted to that movement of the water, right? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I grew up riding skateboards and surfboards and, you know, skateboarding to me was very consistent because you look at terrain, the terrain doesn't change, right? But right. when you get in the water, it's always changing and you have to adapt to that. Um, you know, so that was, that was kind of the water part of it for me as well. Um, but I think the, the one that the more I think about it is being adaptable. It's, it's like you're a block of tofu, right? That's the foodie in me. That's what's yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, the Food Network person is going to come out on that one. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, like Food Network, what would you do with tofu? Right? Well, like whatever, I, what do I want it to taste like? Do I want it to taste like chicken or do I want it to taste like green beans or, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, that tofu. But just that, cut it out, just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat it then so i keep seeing this block i keep seeing this block of tofu too uh, nice nice question is yeah. it the silk tofu or this other sort of rougher one hmm? oh it depends on what you're making right I like <laughs> firm, the extra firm if i'm trying to make something like a chicken uh, <laughs> soft tofu if i'm mixing it into like an oatmeal or something like that <laughs> so great I, I really, I really liked um, Marisol and, and Josh both talking about water because that's exactly where I went to with it. Yeah. And in in the and after listening to them talk about how their adaptability works, and it's that like work harder, not 
or work smarter, not harder kind of yep. motion. And that's what water does. It doesn't look for like going over giant boulders. It goes around it. You know, like we see that in bridges. I've been around, I was on the Colorado River um, a couple of days <laughs> ago and just watching the mass of the river coming down town and bending and moving around the columns that were, you know, holding up the bridge. It's just, it's amazing to think of that and us as people and how we bend and flow to what's needed in those around us. So I, yeah, I love the river idea. Yeah. I'm and if you, if you say it that way, it's also, it shows how much impact this theme also has. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I, good call. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, so the guy with number 29 adaptability is going to throw out <laughs> sort of a, a, a different image. Um, it does still have to go with, with flexing, but I'm going to throw out the image of an improv actor. So you think about, um, here, at least here in the States, you've got places like Second City, where, you know, has inspired a, a lot of the comedians that show, end up showing up on S, uh, Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. um, but just the ability to take what others feed them, whether it's objects or the next line. Um, some of you might also be familiar with the show, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway?, which is a real, you know, very improv-driven um, show. So it's just, that was something else that I, I got thinking of as we were talking about adaptability and, and reading, rereading the description of, of the theme. Um, so a, a non-water one for those of you that um, maybe aren't <laughs> keen on getting out on surfboards and uh, flowing down a river. So it's a good one though, because you, even the improv actors, they have to play off of one another. So it's right. again, bringing that relationship you know, yep. piece to it. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's great. It's interesting that you brought that up because that's always been one of those skills or talents that I've never had. Like, that. <laughs> oh, I'm like, how do these people do that? I want to do that. Um, <laughs> I look, communication is number 33. <laughs> there you go. Well, there, there are different themes impacting your ability to get out and do that, but you know. That's right. <laughs> but, um, wonderful images, uh, wonderful images uh, for all of us to consider. Um, as we also think about, you know, we've talked about sort of the personal side. We also know that we're always interacting with others. And we've already started to talk about some of those relationships. Um, I want to switch it over a little bit to thinking about workplace teams or teams that we're part of. And think about what sort of advice you would give to a, a, team, a team member or a team leader that might, um, how that team leader or peer might help somebody with adaptability kind of come out of that raw application. And we talked about what mm -hmm. themes you use individually to, yeah. you know, come out of the rabbit hole. But if a, if a team leader saw you going full tilt with your adaptability, what, what would be helpful for you? Or is there a theme that you'd want them to use of their own to help you come out of that, um, that raw or, or rabbit hole sort of behavior? Um, and Josh, I'm going to go to you first. So I already touched on this a little bit, but I'll try to expand on it a little bit more. Um, so for, for, for me, for my boss, um, if I'm kind of going down that rabbit hole, it's really, I need clear expectations set from him. I need those guardrails set, whether it's a um, specific date um, of mm -hmm. completion or, um, you know, like I need you to be, um, 
you know, in, in this place, in this time, in, in your, you know, the best version of yourself, you know, right here. Um, just really clear expectations um, really helps me. And and I think that's also because my responsibility kicks in and goes, okay, my yeah. boss to do this. Um, you know, one example is, um, you know, technology is not huge for me. Um, I lived off of paper calendars. If I even took notes or, you know, put dates um, and, and within our world, we use an Outlook calendar. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. so one of the things that my boss has said is I need you to use your Outlook calendar. Like I need it tracked digitally, you know, what your day looks like, what your week looks like. Um, and so him giving me that clear expectation and, and really being firm about it and saying, this is what I need from you. Um, so really um, guardrails and expectations are, you know, what I need. Nice. Marisol, anything to add or a, a different, a different look at how a team, team, member, uh, team leader might pull somebody out yeah. of, yeah. The rabbit hole to me it's really and this is um what i experience also with my wife we work well together when she does it and when she doesn't it's a, it's we don't get anywhere <laughs> it's really sort of keeping focus um priorities um um reminding of the direction we're going what do we actually want to achieve and and making sure follow following up and making sure that the stuff that i talked about last week or the week before that it doesn't sort of fall off um, the schedule, yeah, that it's sort of forgotten. And it's interesting because I had a talk today with a with a colleague that also he has also adaptability high. And he told me about um, um, a coworker. He said, you know, I go into meetings and I and 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 I have uh, meet people and I have all these ideas and what I do now, because I don't sit down and I write it down. I do it. I give a voice message and she sort of she she listens to that and then she writes down the notes and it's all there and i know that she will follow up like if i say i'm going to meet this guy again she puts it all in so that i thought is a really great system for somebody with adaptability nice. yeah because it's sort of right there and then it's fresh and somebody else needs to process this then in, in some way yeah so um and really and and to have this somebody to me need somebody to to where i know the things that are that need to be done are not forgotten because I forget them, even if they if I write them down somewhere. Sure. Excellent. Sure. So then also thinking about, you know, again, this theme in team dynamics, are there um, certain blind spots that you have become aware of? So they're maybe less blind spotty for you, <laughs> but somebody that is just getting to know their adaptability theme. Um, are there blind spots that leaders or peers could help watch out for? Sort of be that that rearview mirror of you know watching uh, the space that you can't, um, and and again how to help address that. Um, Marisol, I'm going to come to you first for for this one. Um, well, the one thing is really for me um, the blind spot is like was for a long time like to realize not everybody um, is as sort of as um flexible adaptable, adaptable yeah. or yeah. sort of um that that not everybody is like that yeah so if i come up there and i and, and for me it's all very easy um i always have this is this um this example of if people come up like a surprise visit um even with i don't know uh children and dogs or whatever i said oh hi welcome yeah and um and my wife looks at me and she says are you crazy yeah 
Um, so, so this is like, why? It's like totally normal. And then of course I act that way also. Like I think if I show up somewhere uh, without sort of lots of preparation, I'm, I'm, I, I basically expect um, everybody to say, well, this is a, the best idea that ever happened. And to be aware that that um, is not always like that. Um, and sort of this, this, this um, uh, last minute approach. Um, and also this other idea of really, um, um, and I said this in the beginning, I have this very colorful way and done many different things and so on and changed course. Um, and being honest, I would say also sometimes I just took something like the easy way out, like if it became too difficult um, or there were like larger challenges that I sort of was too lazy or were too challenging, whatever it is, and I just said, oh, I'll do something else. And to be aware of, is it really, is it, is it just an easy way out or is it something that I really want to do this way? Um, becoming more aware of that because um, I think for adaptability with that theme, um, the, the, uh, yeah, the, the attraction of easy way out because there's always like yeah. you go out and you know that whatever the new way is, you're going to manage that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes to stay on track and, and, and um, um, and and master that challenge is, is sometimes the the the, the bigger um, <clears throat> um, achievement. And for me, for example, um, I'm I'm now also I'm in this city now. For, I think now twelve years, which I've never ever been anywhere for such a long time. And this is something also for me a big achievement. Sort of not to yeah, I'm just gonna move on and do something else. So also the coaching business, I've been doing it for many years now, which is something that, so that is something that I would always be aware of. Um, is it, is it just chickening out or uh, what are we talking about? I, I, yeah. I think one of the images, and I do want to hear from you, Josh, in just a second. One of the images that I thought was really powerful that I came away with from our pre-show was, you know, going back to that image of a river. You know, the water wants to flex around the big boulder in the middle, but really the big boulder is the thing that needs to be addressed. And I think that that, that blending of what you're talking about with that imagery was super powerful for me coming out of yesterday. Of, you know, sometimes you just need to get the water to push the boulder down the river um, and, and tackle the big thing, right? Instead of just finding, oh, there's this little outlet over here and go around the rock. Um, so I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Josh, A, would you add anything? And B, is there something else that you have found to be a sort of a blind spot that, you know, maybe a team member or a team leader has helped you um, identify and address? And, you know, just as others learn how they can manage theirs uh, a little bit better. I think that uh, managing this, a lot of times it comes down to being vulnerable, right? Um, vulnerability. Um, you know, and, and I'll use the, the example that I had a coworker who's a longtime friend um, that I asked very specific questions to in an effort to improve my, you know, my own ability to lead, you know, to be a being a new company officer. I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and so what I've always tried to do is kind of surround myself with um, people that I give them the, you know, the um, the opportunity to tell me what they see. You know, I want you to be honest. I want you to tell me, like, what do you see in me? What do you see in my decision making? What do you see in, um, you know, how I interact with people? And then being willing to accept the feedback from them 
um, and then look at that and go, okay, how can I use that information to improve myself? Um, so really just, you know, being vulnerable. Um, and, you know, it's tricky too, because sometimes you ask the wrong person. Um, and, and if you don't have the right relationship established, you know, maybe that's just damaging information that it's like, okay, this it wasn't productive. Um, so it's, it's building relationships with the right people um, who you can ask the right questions to that are going to help you um, use that, that talent um, or develop that talent and say, okay, I'm highly adaptable. Here's the pros. But from what I'm hearing from my coworkers, from my peers, is that I can be perceived as this. And then so, um, mm -hmm. you know, making the changes to not to be perceived that way, um, because mm -hmm. that might not be what, you know, if somebody says, oh, you're, you're, you have trouble making decisions. Well, it's no, I'm not having trouble making the decision. I can just see more than one right, right outcome for yeah. this. And yeah, I want to do what's right for the community. I want to do what's right for the, you know, the person. I want to do what's right for me. You know, how do you, you know, it's putting all those things together. Yeah. So be vulnerable. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, last one, and we'll make this uh, sort of maybe a popcorn answer because I think you've already struck on so many of the of the best contributions of this theme. Is there a particular best contribution you think that this theme makes to a team? You know, you've talked a lot about how it contributes to your personal uh, success and your personal um, achievements. How does this theme come into a team dynamic and provide its best? Um, Josh. So <laughs> we, um, I believe that having somebody that's highly adaptable on a team can, can bring a level of calm, um, of comfort, um, you know, I think that one thing that most humans probably need is, is some level of control in their life, right? It's like, I need to have something that, that, um, that I can do that I can have control of. And when we start losing control in our life to have that person that can see, that can adapt to the change and be comfortable in that and be able to sit in that space and be okay. I think that the teammates around that person can go, okay, like this is going to be we're going to be okay. Right. So nice. it's, almost, you know, it, it, it brings comfort, I, I believe. Yeah. Nice. Marisol, what do you think the best contribution of this theme is to a team? Oh, it's my turn to say ditto. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the same. I think it's sort of this, this um, welcoming and being able to really handle a lot of diversity um and with this sort of non-judgmental approach welcoming um all different um ways that people can be and show up and um and the ability to to um manage emotions sort of to to not be afraid have an own um, um own ability to manage emotions and with that and that ties into what josh said if if those sort of there's others where there's like excitement or there's lots of lots of friction or 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 anything coming up where um where some people say oh what, this guy is sort of very excited or it's mad or whatever and and having this ability to say okay this is just happening now and let's just sort of see what comes out of it what can i what can i add to that to calm the situation down and not be afraid of of, of other people's emotions beautiful contributions yeah thank you yeah, so much so for good. highlighting those that 
<laughs> as someone with deliberative and responsibility, and I know Jen can resonate with this, um, <laughs> having a plan and knowing what's going to happen is kind of core to who we are. Um, but we need people like you um, in our lives and yeah. to, to make it okay to, to be understanding of change and that some things need to roll. And so um, I really appreciate you highlighting that for, for others. Um, Jen, you want to keep us moving? Yeah, absolutely. So the next section I want to talk about really is this like recognition and support. So we know that all of our talents want to receive recognition and support in a certain way. So I was wondering as coaches with uh, the adaptability theme, if you can share with us, um, if a leader were to give you recognition, is there a specific way that you would like to receive that um, for your adaptability theme? kind of a different one. Oh, oh, what do you want us to answer? <laughs> Let me answer from the introvert. I'm, I'm actually very introverted and, uh, and, and it's really just how my batteries are, you know, charged versus drained. Right. Um, yeah. you know, so, like how I want to be recognized is very quiet. <laughs> okay. You know, but um, when I am recognized, it, it is also, you know, it, it's, it's exciting. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, to say, Hey, you were able to work through this process. You were able to be a change agent. We appreciate that, yeah. you know, for our team. Um, you know, for me, it's just that verbal recognition that I'm seen for some of the strengths that I have. Um, and so I think that sure. really somebody recognizing that word of adaptability Right. And it, and it, it keeps going back to this whole concept of Clifton strengths. Like if I could, you know, hang this report on my door and somebody could walk in and go, okay, I see that adaptability theme and I see how that played out well. And if they use that word and said, Hey, I really appreciate how highly adaptable you were to that changing situation that we had. Um, to me, that would be meaningful. It would be impactful. Awesome. Nice. Marisol. Yeah, I would, I would probably say the same. Uh, it's just sort of that it, that it is seen at all. And, yeah. and 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 uh, and also to make it make me aware of it, yeah. Because yeah. this is like to me so natural. I don't think about it, and right. this is what we always have, especially in these in our top five. It's like it's just a normal whatever. It's not it's, not, it's the appreciation that it is something that it is something special, like all others. But this is like and that it is seen that it is a distinction um and and yeah and i would then say also the question then and what do you need yeah and that is something the what do you need question is an interesting question because mostly i would say i have no idea and <laughs> and then not sort of um letting go but sort of uh keeping at it and say what do you yeah. need yeah oh I, I i love that go ahead chad oh no i was just gonna say that, that that's eye-opening for me because somebody you know it's starting to strike me in context of the rest of our conversation of somebody with adaptability is like well what recognition do you want to give me right mm -hmm. you're going to flex to whatever they're offering um i yeah. think that's really important that that the leader or the peer keep saying you know well how do you want me to recognize you or how do you want me to support you um that is in a way special and unique to you not yeah. and i don't want you to bend over and just tell me you know anything will do I think that's right. a really um, wise insight for people to to 
to consider. Um, and so that was that was what I was going to reflect I, on. I'm Jen, just did thinking, you have similar thoughts? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Surprise me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you like surprises, right? Yeah, because you guys like these changing environments. Yeah. What I what I loved from hearing from you there too was that um, that we don't we almost don't remember that these are our superpowers, you know, because they are so normal and we're we're using them every day and we and like you said, you guys both are dealing with these changing environments all the time. Things change, people change, and you're like, yeah, just going with the flow. But to to someone like Chad and I we would tend to be a little more rigid to these changes coming to us might need a lot more um lead in to like hey tomorrow is going to be a rough day um i don't think you'd see chad or i in a firefighting situation um where we're just like quickly responding to something you know to changing things but it it's wonderful to be able to understand and see and recognize the glory of your talents and being able to bend and move and adjust instead of being stuck and rigid and then maybe not knowing where to, we talked chad and i talked a lot about that in our deliberative episode not almost being frozen in fear not knowing what the right decision is yet because we don't have enough information there's too much risk and and so just see from my perspective as a as a heavily deliberative person i'm going to say for chad and i that seeing your abilities to be able to adapt to these changing environments is is really wonderful and i love that you brought that up that sometimes we don't see our own talents um, as they are. So yeah, thank you for that. So on, on that note, um, yeah. I want to talk about encouragement and support. So as as a um, as someone with adaptability and having maybe even leaders or peers be able to support and encourage you, what are some what, some things that you would like um, from those around you to for encouragement and support? Marisol, I want to start with you. <laughs> this is adaptability at its finest yeah right. it's like what <laughs> um i would really say i don't know it's this um bring on the change yeah okay bring on the change bring on some for me if 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 it's too predictable if it's too structured if it's too i've done the same things too often it it just gets boring and i don't have the um and i'm not at my best so i would just say yeah bring 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 me bring me some some change something new that i can that i can uh that i can handle nice yeah i love that josh <laughs> I think this one is challenging for me to answer because I have consistency sitting right next to adaptability. Oh yeah. I, can I don't know how that works, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other episode right there. That's a whole other show we'll do. <laughs> you know, so I do, I, I like things to be consistent, but as soon as they change, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, and I think it's more of just an awareness of, right? The, mm -hmm. you know, your teammates, your, your friends, your family to understand, um, that being adaptable can can come out in multiple ways. It can come out as a positive, it can come out as a negative. Um, you know, into the positive, it's like everything's good, right? But I think it's kind of understanding in those those negative times where it's like, oh man, like let's see, I could do, I could do this five different ways. Which one? Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe if there is somebody that 
um, you know, that is much more consistent should go, okay, we need to start right here. And I would go, okay, that's perfect. Let's start there. Um, and then let's have all these other plans. So really just, I think it's just an understanding of, right. Mm -hmm. That somebody has this theme and, and really getting to know that person and to see how does that theme play out in them? Because it's going to be a little bit different in each of us because of the dynamics of, of, you know, of the themes. Awesome. <laughs> I, I keep sitting here just my learner is number one and is just soaking all this in. So uh, my apologies if I'm a little quiet as I'm just listening. Um, I would like to applaud your adaptability in spending so much time with us. I'm, I'm looking at the clock and this has probably got a little longer than we had scheduled for. So I, I wanted I want to bring us in for a landing here. Um, you spent so much wonderful quality time with us and our, and our listeners. As we close out this episode, I'm curious if each of you might have one or two things um, fairly briefly that you would really want to make sure that if listeners, especially if they've gotten to this point, um, really take away from uh, this, the show and understanding adaptability. And so, um, Josh, I'm going to come to you first to see what sort of your two key takeaways that you'd really want to hammer home, um, for somebody trying to understand this theme, whether it's for themselves or, or understanding somebody close to them. Yeah, I don't, I hope this is going to kind of answer the question or kind of speak to what <laughs> you're talking about. Um, but one of the things that Marisol said earlier, um, was, um, when we're talking about um, judge judgment, um, and 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 I don't know if this is the right word, but I think Marisol, you said something like it's neutral, right? It's not positive, it's not negative. You know, it's just an understanding of. Um, and for some reason, that neutral word really resonated with me, um, and in kind of in that adaptability. It, it, I looked at it and went, okay, you know, being adaptable, it doesn't mean something is good or bad. It just means that you're able to change. Um, and what I think that means is we can make that change be a positive. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's really kind of speaking to what you're saying, but that's really what's coming out in me is uh, being adaptable. Like it really gives us that opportunity to take something and look at the positive, look at the good, look at the good in the person, look at the good in the product, look, look at the good in the system, right? And, and just really um, shift and be part of the positive. Yeah, change. Nice. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's... Uh, one great takeaway. Were there any others you want to add before I go to Marisol? Um, I think like everything we talked about was just, it was, it was spot on. Um, and, and I could really feel like, you know, what Marisol was saying. It's like, yes, yes. You know, <laughs> mine is a little bit different, um, but it was, it was really right. nice to be on here with somebody else that is kind of in that same place and kind of resp um, responds reacts, um, thinks, feels, maybe behaves very similar to the way that I do based on, you know, some of my themes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for, for sharing. Marisol, I want to hear your two key takeaways. My adaptability would, would, would throw it back at you guys. What were, what were your, your key takeaways? <laughs> um, it's basically that also, I would say this um, really, if you have change happening in your 
life and in your company and wherever look out for people with high adapt adaptability to help you um, manage this with uh, confidence and calmness sort of that um, is something I think, especially when I was hearing you before uh, Jan about sort of the what, what you both need. Um, it's like you need, we need to have the people of adaptability really um, shine in these change environments. And that's what we have at the moment um, in the world, in our lives all the time. That's the only constant that we have is the change. So look out for that adaptability people um, around you. That would be uh, one thing that I just sort of, that just came up. Excellent. And, and since my harmony can't let go of the fact that you tossed it back to us, I, I think the <laughs> I think the uh, the highlight that really struck me is this whole um, change brings energy brings forward momentum sort of it, I almost given my analytical too it, it almost came out to me as an equation you mm -hmm. know it's the change plus energy equals the forward forward momentum um, that was really striking to me and I think it's really powerful for people to understand. Um, because there are a lot of us that don't derive energy from change to your, to your last point. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my takeaway, Jen, uh, in fairness, I'm going to put, see if there's any key takeaway that you want to drop in on this. There are so many, um, uh, with adaptability at seven, I, I felt like you guys were describing things that I've done my whole life and didn't understand that that was adaptability that was causing that to happen. I think my my one big one was that understanding that even with my responsibility and my achiever, when someone asks me for something and they mean something to me, I'm right, I'm totally fine to put everything else off and take care of whatever it is that they need. So um, realizing that that's that adaptability in me, it is my first relationship building strength in my top 10. So now I'm understanding why that happens so often where I'm just bending to the whim of, of whoever's maybe the loudest at, at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one that I really loved was that, um, that Marisol like kind of validated my, I don't need to know what's happening in the next five years. I don't have to have a plan to keep moving forward and actually get somewhere um, that it's not absolutely necessary. And maybe with me and my grouping of talents, that's why that's been so difficult for me in the past. So um, just you know, being validated personally, those were, were some of the key things that I, I heard from you guys that um, I just really have loved and enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. So. <laughs> So with that, I'm going to thank both of you again. <laughs> I know we keep saying thank you, but um, <laughs> to have fellow coaches on and, and invest time to, to create this with us, uh, it means a lot to us. Um, we really appreciate um, both the depth you've given to this, but also yes. the, the summary points that you just highlighted. Um, I'm sure our listeners um, and or their, their significant people around them will appreciate the insights you've shared today. Um, so... I'm going to essentially sort of end our show there. Uh, Jen and I would like to just briefly mention um, to our listeners out there that if you've liked this episode, uh, we encourage you to leave a review, leave a comment, maybe even add um, your two cents to what Josh and, and Marisol have, um, have offered. Um, and obviously subscribe to whichever listening platform we're both on, uh, Acast for our podcast 
and YouTube um, for video. So you can see all four of us have this awesome conversation. Um, and if you want to get in touch with with us or our guests, you are able to find uh, their contact information in the show notes for either the podcast or or on our YouTube channels channels. Um, and finally, of course, you can always get in touch with us. Yep. Through those as well. Yep. Yeah. So uh, until next time, I'm Chad Ahern from Talent Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths. And I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. And with that, we wish everybody a great day. Talk to you soon.